Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Runswell Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Ben Hobson. Today we're speaking with Team GB's 400 metre star, Matt Hudson-Smith. And we've been joined by Kate Carter. Hey. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, 400 metres. Ben, have you ever had a go, you know, just like full on attempt at the 400 metres? No. Uh, sports day at school, which was dreadful. I mean, probably immediately what everyone else thinks about. I was, I'm absolutely not in any way um, in, uh, got any of the natural ability when it comes okay. to sprinting. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. mean I, I mean, I'd like quite like to learn, but um, no, only from like 400 meter repeats from like track sessions and yeah, stuff okay, like that. That's yeah. the, the only experience. But then you're always doing it like with, there's more coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're never really like, yeah. oh, right, well, this is it. But Kate, you've you've done this. You've been a four hundred meter star. <laughs> no, I, definitely not a star. I used to do this um, league where you the team got points for every event, so right. it was like you know the full track and field program. Um, and uh, yeah, I was quite often the entire women's team was me. Um, so like they were like just do everything. Uh, so I do like as many events as I could in one evening, um, like a kind of <laughs> really late or performing mediocre in all of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd always have one because there'd always be one that was like my your event thing. Right. So that'd probably be like fifteen hundred or or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then the rest, like, yeah, I do like. I, I think on my power of ten, I've got like the world's worst long jump. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like almost embarrassing. That's yeah, yeah. quality. Like, they should have an asterisk by it. <laughs> what about you, Rick? Well, I remember that um, this is a while ago, but I think it was like one of the big anniversaries of the four minute mile. And another running publication I work for, this is a long, long time ago, <laughs> we thought, could we do a four-minute mile as a relay? So yeah. obviously that's basically like 60-second laps of a track. Um, and we didn't do it. A couple of people went under 60. Both were very good runners. And I did 62. Mm. Can but, you not claim that you did the, because it's technically 1,609 metres, so yours was yeah, the 409 yeah. metres? That would actually work out probably right. But yeah, yeah I was, um, <laughs> and I, I was probably faster and fitter then than I am now. So actually, I think going under a minute for kind of amateur runners actually quite hard which makes it it, it makes you realize like if someone was running a minute and you watched it on tv you'd be like oh well someone they've got someone someone's walking on the track yeah you know? oh yeah but it's kind of like so when you see someone like Matt smith running it's like occasionally i think where would i where would i have been on that track i would, oh, I would have been Still about 200 blocks. meters by now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i mean to begin with falling over picking yeah, yourself yeah. up after trying to <laughs> yeah. use blocks is probably yeah, yeah. where you yeah. but i like it as a distance because it's very there's a kind of the kind of completest in me I mean there's something about running like just a full circle of the track and oh. it's just off sprinting isn't it you've got to go yeah. off about 95% and if you get it wrong the consequences are quite immediate and severe 
<laughs> well, his, his training was enlightening because he said the word lactate. Lactate Friday. Maybe maybe 30 times. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is just not a yeah. word you hear, yeah. want to hear at all that often. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but no, I think that for, with the Olympics coming, there might well be some sort of ongoing 400 meter testing. I think we, you know, I think that everyone at Runners World might adopt a uh, take on a take Olympic. on a, an Olympic a track event and see how how well we can fare in a sort of a month's progression or so. I don't know, but if, so it's, whoever's got 400 is now, which I'm going to claim is mine. Yeah. Slight advantage because <laughs> I've got some tips now. <laughs> what, what is the? Let's say we won't go lo- um, longer than. 15 okay so okay. what's the ultimate short straw in track running do you think 400 <laughs> 400's up there, <laughs> I it? think it's 800 800 oh. maybe yeah. 400 hurdles is bad as well we're not doing I that mean, if no, <laughs> someone will hurt themselves <laughs> if 400 is lactic hell then surely 800 is just double, double lactic hell <laughs> yeah yeah I think 800 yeah. I mean there's all this kind of there's always like these there's just like chat about the, the hardest event yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In, in track and field and yeah the 800 and the 400 and, and the 400 hurdles get mentioned a lot and yeah. like yeah. and obviously then you've got like things like pole vault which is just technically just mind-blowing yeah, difficult yeah, yeah, yeah. especially as <laughs> you come in. let's not do that no, how no. do you get it's one of those sort of things where like um, there are certain ski jump events where like how do you get good at it do you yeah. mean like what's the learning process do you just go like you just do it one day yeah I know I mean I know because I'm a bit obsessed with pole vault with pole vault almost everybody who goes into it has a background in sprinting plus gymnastics that's ah, how okay. you get into it as like a kid right. doesn't help me at all actually no <laughs> neither <laughs> neither of those things <laughs> gymnastics I mean I mastered the forward roll <laughs> does that count <laughs> maybe at the end off the mat yeah the celebration yeah. bit yeah, like, okay, yeah could do that bit <laughs> But I wonder, like, do you reckon if you got good at 400, just to dwell on 400 a second? Yeah, let's do it. Do you think it would have good knock-on implications for something like 5K if you get your 400 time down? Or maybe it's just too different a world? I think it doesn't. It really depends whether you're just, like, trying to get your 400 down, as, but still as repeats. Yeah. yeah. Or a 400 sprint. Because, like, talking to Matt, you really realise how different the training is. Like, a session could be three... 300s or yes. and that's a big yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah, yeah. a lot and there'll yeah, be lots yeah. of rest between that whereas for us mostly as distance runners that would like we wouldn't be able to run that hard enough for it to be for that to feel like the session that it would be for yeah, 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 yeah. for a yeah. proper 400 meter runner yeah that's it would I just feel like we just done it at 5k pace yeah, yeah, yeah. and then bailed <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i was moving then yeah. you weren't it was very yeah, slow exactly. yeah, yeah. um yeah. i was i well, I mean, everyone will hear, but I think this the, the technical elements to yeah. to the to the event, which Matt talks about, were really interesting because none of it's creeped into my head at all because I don't do it. So it's just a bit like, oh wow, no, it's really like such precision with the drills and the training, and then like the lane dictating your tactic for the race and and all these sorts of things. It's like, oh, it's really it it, it all the elements that you absolutely have for any race really that we're all familiar with are oh, like the technical elements of running a marathon are oh, you've got to get your fuel in right and you've got to, you know there's all these little combination of things but you kind of think 400 meters are but it's just go isn't it but yeah. it's, it's not it's so nuanced no, and yeah, like yeah. i follow a few um track coaches and stuff many in the states from on twitter just because they post really interesting stuff and it's kind of like it's like a glimpse into a different world i don't really understand yeah. but it's just fascinating there's a guy called um uh, Stuart mcmillan who's like a the great sprint coach and he posts these videos of like some of his athletes doing kind of specific drills or like there's like diagrams almost, you know, when you can see, I don't know what it's called, and you have a photo and you can see the same person at different stages sure. and so on. And you yeah. can see like, he'll be like, 
oh, you, you can see the difference they, that this training has made in this phase. And I'm like, wow, that's like next level yeah, yeah, of like yeah, analysis yeah. to me. That's just like, yeah. I think you, you also get, you do get an improvement in form just from engaging properly in fast running. Oh, yeah. Even like the amateur yes. could do that. And it's actually almost, you can kind of tell people whose training involves quite a bit of fast running because their form just tends to be mm. a I bit better. That, I think yeah, we'll, I back to your true. point about like, would it improve your 5K time? And I don't think that any of the like, I don't think from like the aerobic side of stuff would make any real difference, but I think the, the, the technical aspects of how you run and your form and your muscles, that would be the great advantage of doing any of this sort of proper sprint work yeah, yeah. is that you just end up... It you, finds its way into your well, you longer just, form. You would naturally like, you pick your leg up more. You, you know, you're, you're going to use your hamstrings more effectively because you're running more at pace and you don't really ever, yeah. I mean, unless you are obviously very, very good, but you know, you watch the running form of every amateur runner and there's all the dynamic isn't there that you see on a sprint and you, you do more of that, your body naturally becomes... Yeah, I guess the, the sort of version of it that trans... Not, it's not really a version of it, but like what an amateur runner would do perhaps over, especially if we're kind of like in our, in our equivalent of non-competition phase, like yeah. base phase over winter, <laughs> you might go and do like hill reps. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And if you're following a, a plan or something, it might be like, they might be quite like short and sharp. Mm. So it might be only like 50, 10, 15 seconds, but... Like really, kind of, and obviously with a, with a hill regular, the time is like drags and drags, irrelevant <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. But like you're not even really. Yeah. But the point is, it's like leg turnover, fast, you yeah. know, real power, trying to build that. Yeah, yeah. And that's mm. kind of why you would do that to keep that element, I guess, in your running. I think it also like um, I remember when I tried to do, I remember I was trying to train for the sub five minute mile, never quite did it. Um, but it kind of recalibrates what you think fast is well. Because I remember thinking at the time, well, I'm trying to run a mile in and you get you get a sense of what a five minute mile feels like just over like 400 meters whatever and i was like if i had a bash at 5k now six, like six minute mining would at that point would have felt like oh right there's, there's, a, there's quite a big yeah. difference here like this isn't me flat out whereas if you never engage with something that's quicker than that mm. you can be shocked by what like 10 mile pace feels like or 10k or 5k yeah. so i think maybe engaging with the track that's another good reason Definitely. for it but i guess that's the divide isn't it because even mile training that is middle distance yeah yeah yeah, yeah. whereas 400 and you know it's sprinting yeah. Isn't it? yeah i guess there's a different like because 400 meter runners well like 800 meters is the divide i guess because you do get yeah, okay. people, people who double at four and eight yeah but then you get the people who are 100 200 and maybe go to four or yeah that that's their wheelhouse yes and then with like you've got eight you're going to 15 you're mm. not gonna you know so it's a real kind of divide and then there's like such a difference at that point in how people train because yeah. Mm. yeah if you're doing mile training you're doing volume yeah and we, I mean, we talked to Keely Hodgkin on here before and her training is about 30 miles a week she actually trains almost like you'd imagine a 400 person trains so I think 800 you can get those people who are like yeah and then someone who's like oh, I do 60 miles a week and it's like oh okay cool you're almost training like like a 5k runner or something yeah um, like I reckon you know when you get to like Laura Muir or someone she'll yeah, sometimes yeah. drop down and do an 800 for the the speed work almost element but yeah. her training I imagine is way more volume than that so yeah. more than Keely well I just think you'll never get a 400 meter runner taking on the marathon and setting a world record oh <laughs> i know that that just happened didn't oh. it? yeah oh, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah yeah but that, they must be much they must be a lot of previous ones as well because the traditional route to yeah, marathon just, used to be yeah, via the tracks so being incredibly be. flippant yeah but yeah <laughs> hey well on that lovely note ben yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's get on matt Hudson smith to tell us more about uh, the 400 meters let's do it guest of the week Sometimes on the phone Could be an athlete Could be a physio Or a complete unknown 
Matt, thanks so much for your time. Am I right in thinking that when you were young, you had to choose a little bit between football and athletics? And if so, was that quite a tough decision? Because I know how popular football is for most young people in this country. Yeah, um, yeah, it's quite right. I used to do football. I, I think I, I used to play football since I was four years old and I played for Wolverhampton Wanderers at the age of 10. And then, yeah, so it got pretty good. Um then yeah, so Wolverhampton Wanderers, Warsaw, um, and then a lot around Wolverhampton and Birmingham area. And uh, I made the decision around about sixteen. It was quite it, it was quite hard to be fair. Um obviously like football was my first love and like I did track just to like kinda help with football at that time. because um, the whole idea was if I to do track it will help me with um being faster than other players and with fitness so that's the whole reason why i did track at that time and i think i made the decision at 16 because one i kept getting taken out by other football players <laughs> <laughs> i didn't really like that and then two like i kind of like i kind of fell in love with track just because like the process and you know having the having the power to like change it in my own like destiny if that makes sense like with football, you have to rely on like 10 other players, whereas track is like solely on yourself. And I kind of like the idea of that in the sense that if I mess up, it's on me. Like, but in football, like you can have the best game in the world, but if someone messes up, then you and you could lose like 6 0 almost, or like, yeah. So it was, I, I kind of enjoyed like the process of, of just the grind of track, track really. And then, yeah, just sole responsibility of being if you win, you get all the glory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. but so, unfortunately unlike football you probably don't get the paycheck <laughs> no nah, nah. it's, it's a shame isn't it it's like a 24 hour yeah. job job with track <laughs> like maybe 4 hours with football <laughs> yeah so when you when you, like, when you were training for football but then you were training for the athletics what was it about the training that you liked because we talked to a lot of people about how they they structured their training for athletics and it's like it's it's very rigorous like you know it's day in day out rigorous sort of stuff but you seem to like that so are you a man who like do you like that formula do you like the structure do you like all of that sort of stuff especially with the 400 meters i think i kind of got catfished because when 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 i did the whole transition to track it we had a thing called um star track so it was like it was more like, I don't know if you know what sports hall was, where it's an indoor facility, you run back and forth, you have like bean bags, and it was just very much fun and, and playful. And then obviously, as you get older, there's the transition to like the 100 meters and the 200 meters. And then I kind of got shoe in into the 400 because um, one of the people didn't show for the 4x4. Four four. At least for ignorance, really, of, uh, you know, oh, Matt, you're quite quick. You, you, you want to do. Four, four by four and this is for like uh, YDL which is Young Athletes League um, for my club Birchwood Harris and they were like you're pretty quick do you want to try 400 so I did it and it was obviously it went pretty well obviously still doing it yeah I'm still doing it at the time I was like oh wow this is like very painful <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah like I, I'm, I'm not going to lie it is is fun the training I think mainly because you have like a group setting with you, if that makes sense. So we have um, some of the best training partners in the world training with you and you're kind of just going through the grind with each other. So the structure of it, like you said, is is fun. Just turning up 
doing something that you love every day and just yeah not many people can say like they train they or they they work with something that they enjoy so I kind of just enjoy to try and enjoy it as much as I can really was 100 and 200 your favorite then I mean I can see that's obviously like for a footballer's point of view you're probably never gonna have to run 200 meters in a row right no. like yeah <laughs> so 400 of, must have been like distance yeah and one of, one, of, one of my mentors Christine Ohergu always says the 400 doesn't you don't choose the 400 the 400 chooses you <laughs> <laughs> it's very sounds very kind of like star wars doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> be chosen yeah. And, and like, it's, it's genuinely funny because all the 400 meter athletes when they talk about the 400 they say oh yeah but i wasn't quick enough for the 100 or 200 <laughs> <laughs> and wow. i don't blame people like fred or michael norman who went down to the 100 and 200 because they like can run 9 and 19 so it's like why not you know what i mean i think you're doing yourself a disservice there I think that you know, there's it's it's obviously a distance that takes a certain measure. I think that all the people doing the hundred meters and the two hundred are, are slightly afraid. I think, <laughs> yes. that's, oh, I think yeah. that's it. I, I think always that's what it is. Yeah, obviously it's the man killer as well. It definitely sets the the men from the boys with the four hundred. And I saw some, I saw like an interview saying, was it a thing me saying the eight hundred is the hardest event? And I was like, no, you should know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. I think as well, it's it's it's, it's funny because with the eight, but. Uh, people say like the, the hardest fence is the four hurdles and the eight but I say the 400 hurdles training is hard harder than the 400 I'll give them that but I think with the hurdles it breaks up the race and then the eight unless you're front running it you can always you can always dictate the race whereas 400 it's like you get the 300 no matter how you do it you're going to get lactic so me personally I think the 400 is the hardest event and it's definitely the man killer of it what, what does like a typical training week look like for you Matt like how much um are you, are you running every day? Or how much of it's in the gym? Um, can you give us a sense of it? Yeah. Uh, do you want it? So it, it honestly changes. Do you want it in the full base where there's a lot of running, or do you want it in the competition? Like how 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 would you want me? Probably to probably the um the former. Yeah. So when there's full. when there's lots of running. So when okay. So the full base. Okay. So Monday is. So we're on the grass a lot to begin with, and on the Monday is a lot of uh, running. So your 500s, your 600s, repeat runs, and a lot of distance, but a lot of lactic work. So maybe like a 500 times three, short recovery, something like that. Then Tuesdays, like technical running, uh, fasts, but over like wickets, just working on technique and like acceleration maybe, or, or off-right running. Um, that's everyone's favorite day. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh wednesday is very very much catered towards the individual so for instance mine for me because i'm a i'm not a speed runner but i'm not a, i'm not a strength runner i'm more of an in-between so i need the strength but i also need the speed so i might do like a 20 minute run or i'll be in the pool uh doing uh aqua running or something like that and then Thursday again, our favorite one of our favorite days because it's technical runs. So we're on the grass doing wickets, accelerations, maybe some one fifties, maybe two fifties, like some something more speed based. And then Fridays is everyone's hardest day because the lactic day. So <laughs> it's like maybe three hundred, three fifties, and something like that. And Saturday is this active recovery. So some people do Pilates, some people do jogging or pool it honestly depends on the individual so that's pretty much uh 
Oh, oh, well, my week yeah. Lactic Day doesn't. It's, not, it's a it's a bad name, isn't it? They need to oh, they need yeah, to rebrand yeah. that one, don't they? So yeah, the Mondays and Fridays, yeah, Mondays and Fridays is is def. Just know like you're gonna run and it's gonna be painful. Everyone like Tuesdays and Tuesdays and the Thursday, everyone's so, like it's 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 funny because Monday and Friday nobody talks in training, it's silent. Tuesday <laughs> and Thursday, everyone's like just talking, having the time of their life. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm interested. So when you go then into the competition phase and particularly when you've got a lot of, um, I don't know, a lot, lot of events back to back, how does it, how do you sort of manage that? Like if you've got Diamond Leagues lined up? So let's just say, um, I'll give the most reason, uh, I'll give one, a lead up to like Worlds, for instance. It's very much, um, a lot of it's more based on recovery in itself. So we'll probably run maybe two days within the week so maybe like we'll have like a lactic day which is the monday and then the speed day which is the tuesday so say if the race is on the friday for instance monday is probably let's just say i think what did i do i think we did three three hundreds uh race race pace but short recovery and then on the tuesday was like blocks then it was just technical and then wednesday uh recover it's because recovery is key. And then Thursday we have um uh it's like it's like we call it um what we we call it kind of like, like regen, but it's basically like you turn up to the track and you you do a warm up and you two two block starts and then like a a one fifty which emulate is supposed to emulate your last one fifty of the four hundred and that's pretty much it. So it's very it's completely different like the amount of running that we do compared to in the four base is dramatically different because instead of like six runs it may be three or two runs or it'll instead of like um like yeah repeats it'll just be like maybe one hard run or something like that maybe like a one hard broken run so it, it's completely different like night and day this is the runner's world podcast Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have 
and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's really interesting how much technical work there is for obviously a sprint event like that, I think, because obviously a lot of our listeners will be you know the shortest races they do may well be like 5k or something and and the training however hard you do it it's mostly just running yeah whereas obviously the proportion of like technical stuff you're doing with drills and technique and so on is is and it's really like very scientific now isn't it it's not just like the way our, the way distance runners do it at the track <laughs> it's a lot of filming right and, and analysis and so on afterwards the beautiful thing about 400 meters is there's so many ways like skin and cut so how i might run a, a 400 is completely different to how someone in uh, let's just say lane six runs 400 meters and it really is it's such an individualized sport because let's just say with the 100 meters like one step and you 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 lost the race almost but let's just say for 400 meters I could mess up the first 100 meters but if I got to 300 in the, in the most efficient way for me I can make it up and claw it back and win the race almost so it's very much a individualized event again which which is which is kind of what I, I love because going back to like the footballs it's like it's all on me and it's very ind- individualized it's personal to me rather than certain events is this very scientific you say it's very scientific but it's like scientifically based on yourself so it's like almost the uh, staying your the the perfect the perfect way to describe a 400 meters is like almost like stay in your lane like you've got to stay in your lane and let's just say if the person in the lane inside you like goes up on on you in the first 100 meters you you, you better not panic because if you do you mess up your race almost yeah, yeah. it's that sort of dialed in approach to it but being very very singular in it in just you rather yeah. than like trying to watch everyone so in another just like track and track events you kind of like the race can be slightly dictated like 800 and 1500 you kind of get that sense of just like oh someone can go out big and hard and you can kind of like oh they're doing it that late you know this way this time but 400 meters seems to be way more like actually no your race is the one you have to run it exactly how you want to run it and regardless of what everyone else is doing yeah most definitely like um for instance the one of the perfect examples is uh, Olympics with Wade when he run, ran the world record. It was in lane eight, but he just ran his own race. Um, and that's kind of what the 400 meters is about. It's like almost running your race in the most efficient way possible, in which is tailored towards you because everyone's going to run their race. It's a matter of, it's like chess almost. You've got to do your own strategy. And whoever has their own, the best strategy almost wins the race. And like at the end of the day it's like almost poker as well because at 300 meters or 350 everyone's feeling the same amount of pain it's about who can hold it or who's got the mental capability almost to finish the race so Matt when when you look back now at the silver medal in the world champs particularly when you talked about having quite a serious Achilles injury how do you how do you view that now is it with are you proud of what you did done is is a bit of disappointment and how does that kind of fuel you for next year uh, uh, it was a bit of mixed emotions, really. Um, looking back on it, I'm really proud of the people who helped me, one, get to that position, because I think we put in a lot of work, especially to the lead up to Worlds, because it's quite funny that um, at World Champs, the whole idea was, you know, let's just at least get to Worlds and try and get to the final. And I remember coming off Worlds, getting, <laughs> off, 
finishing the race and coming off in the stretcher. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, the little wheelchair. And um, so I was happy, you know, I was proud of the fact that, you know, I got the medal. But I was also a little bit, I'll, I'll be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit disappointed because I was like, and the race was kind of in my hands, but it was kind of my body that kind of let me down in a sense because my car flew up in the last 50. But it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, you got you got to have some sort of gratitude because not many people can say they're world medalists. So it, it it was mixed emotions, but it also gave me the fire for Olympics to know that okay, I can compete with these guys, and I can compete with these guys not my best. So it was like, what can I do at my best? So I'm basically putting all my energy, especially into this year, into being the best version of myself for the Olympics because. Yes, uh, uh, Worlds is a big thing, but obviously Olympics is the Olympics and from, for any like any sport, that's the pinnacle of the sport. So that's basically gave me the motivation now to be, be on my quest for Olympics. How have you managed all the setbacks over the, uh, you know, and, and, and the, the troubles that you've gone through? Because I feel like that's a, such an important part of the modern day sort of athlete and, and how people can sort of relate to overcoming hardship and, and, and using running in some capacity to sort of like do that yeah that's definitely i think i use running that as a almost a getaway as well like i think for me running i'm i wouldn't say i'm the most expressive or sometimes the most talkative person but when i'm on the track i I find it a way to like express myself if that makes sense like like i get really shy and I'm, i'm like sometimes i don't really talk but like when I'm on the track, I'm a completely different person. People are like, oh, you're so, you're so expressive or you're so, like, you know, deep down, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, not I'm really quite quiet. But, like, it's this more of an expression, so it's like a getaway for me. Like, I feel like I'm more free and I can be myself. And, like, with the whole, as well, I've taken, like, the mental side of sport a lot more seriously because it's there's there's a lot more factors to it than just running so for instance now i have like a sports psychologist um now got sports psychologist as actual psychiatrist where it's like outside of sport because it's not just you do you rock up the training and that's it like there's a whole facet to it like you've got a it's the, the mental of literally like the everyday tools, like the social side, because you like, for instance, I live in America, so I don't, I'm completely, I'm, I'm, all my family's in England, so I don't really see, I don't really see my, my nephews growing up. I don't really get to like go out with my friends as much. And it is like a mental tool at all because it's like you feel like you're missing out. So, like, almost the whole mental aspect is a little bit draining so the idea of having like a, a psychologist to help you you know get through that and help help like almost just navigate life is is, is great because it helps you know just not just in the sport but outside sport and then obviously the sports psychologist as well because again i think every athlete can tell you that the race is won or lost in the core so the sports psychologist just basically just helps navigate like the the mental aspect because again a lot of athletes every athlete will tell you they're not scared but they are scared you can see in their face yeah, but yeah, it's just like whoever yeah. like navigates their nerves the best so the psychologist and and the sports psych is basically 
helps you with your nerves because nerves like, like what I've learned is nerves is good it's how you manage the nerves is what makes make what helps you win basically so yes yeah, just navigating the nerves really and you I mean you've been quite open about talking about particularly I think it was 2020 you 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 were struggling a bit with with as as I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> relate to um the pandemic and so on um with your mental health so how did you was that like part of the whole kind of lockdown and not being able to yeah yeah the, the lock- and- yeah because i was in the lockdown i was stuck in america and obviously mm. i had a visa so you couldn't really go back and forth so it's like you it's just in a dark in in a room by yourself you don't really know anyone can't really see your family mm. so it was a bit of a mental toll but um yeah after that like i said getting this like psychi- psychiatrist and helping just the whole mental strain and aspect of that was like a great dip great deal and I didn't really understand because like I said I'm, I keep a lot of things to myself and I'm quite quiet so you know unloading on someone who you don't really know helped in that sense so yeah it was and yeah it was, it was yeah it helped a lot to be fair <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I mean that's great because a lot of people wouldn't seek help Lots of people would have just doubled down on being quiet, and and you know, like, and just that's what you know, the the end result probably wouldn't have been particularly great. So it's yeah, it's 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 always great to hear that someone's you know found something to help themselves. Yeah, it's definitely. And I I recommend it to everyone. You know, just because like life in general is hard for everyone, whether you're rich, poor, or whether you're going through something, or whether you're not. There's always some sort of like everyone's going through something and so like mm. and you're not able to always talk to like i don't know your friends or family because you don't feel like you're being you feel might feel like you're being judged so the whole idea of having a psychiatrist or like some sort of person in that field who doesn't know you and they're not really they're not when you talk to them they're not supposed to judge you it's like great because you can actually unload and you can actually say how you really feel so yeah I think it's interesting you kind of it's a really good point that like you're you know you started saying like you love running and you're it's a gift to be able to do that for your essentially for your job and you do that every day but at the same time you've also as as other elite athletes do you've given up a lot you know you've you've moved to America you don't have your family there you don't have the support network around you that other people may do so I think you know it's a kind of sort of thing to for, for people generally to realize Definitely. That it's yeah. hard yeah <laughs> it's really like, hard it's it's just ridiculously hard and i think the biggest thing as well one of the biggest things like every elite athlete at some point has made a sacrifice you know so it's like you have to you have to to, to be the best you have to sacrifice and yeah <laughs> just sacrifice is one of the key things in the sport really and truly well, Matt, if anyone listening wants to run a good 400 meters, and I include myself in this, I, I was always like, "Oh, can I break the minute?" Which is probably a bit of a joke to when you talk to an elite athlete. <laughs> like, can I break the Can I break the minute? Um, I got to 62 seconds once, but I think I'm running it wrong. So, what what advice could you have to the um, let's call them the enthusiastic amateur when it comes to 400 meter running? <laughs> One, the first thing I'll ask you is, uh, are you like how? Do- you train are you a speed runner or you're a, a strength runner so that'll be my first question then i can definitely not, uh, definitely not a speed runner i'd say definitely not a speed not runner. sure i can get both either, <laughs> yeah, either. unfortunately <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would say honestly i'll say build into it like but i'll say the first 50 i'll say attack and then build into it i'll say if you if you're i'll say if you're more of a strength i'll say your biggest advantage would be that you're strong so i'll tell you to 
get up to speed for the first 50, control the back straight, and then from two to 300, that's where you make your move. That's what that's it. And then okay. last 100, All right. like, hold on. <laughs> Just hanging on, isn't it, at I that think, point? I yeah, think yeah. that's more me, Rick. I think you're naturally faster, so you're more of a speed guy. I would, I would, I would need to... Uh, okay, yeah. let, let's let's hear it for the speed. This, if I was, let's, let's imagine that I'm a speed person, Matt. Just, <laughs> how, how would I run it then? How you do that? Attack the first hundred very hard, relax okay. down in the back straight. Um, and then you have to where the 180 is is where you would make your move because you would have the biggest speed reserve. So if you're a speed runner, for instance, you have you have the you have the almost the advantage of. You going through 200 is like this for you. It's like a walk. So, for instance, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll okay. do a, yeah. a speed uh, was like someone who can run like a low 20 or 19. For instance, if they can go through in 21 for them, it's a lot more comfortable compared to someone uh, okay. whose PB is like 20.5, 20.6, them going through in 21. Because we say it's like too close to the sun almost. And if you fly too close to the sun, then you're going to hit lactic. So, we're a lot quicker than compared to someone who's run 19 you can walk 21 seconds almost so yeah yeah, uh, yeah have to go that way that's so. interesting and someone you like yourself who's a hybrid how how do you approach it then i can run it both ways so when i first joined when, when i first started doing the 400 meters i was very much a strength runner in the sense that i'll get to 300 probably around sixth place but i'll be able to walk people down but now i, I i'm a lot quicker than people expect so uh, now I'm probably I put myself in contention more compared to where I was before, and like I'm there to be shot if you know what I mean. So okay, that, yeah, that's that's how I run it now. Nice thing. There you go. Um. Uh, so when does when does sort of like the the wind? I mean, I'm sure you're like sort of knee deep into Paris prep already but like when's like what what stages are you at with that like where's your like all right this is the benchmark i need to be at for that for for paris like what 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 are you working towards now uh getting strong and being healthy that's the biggest thing that's good Uh, i've got all the prep ready i'm taking gym a lot more seriously and it's not like lifting just more like rehabby type gym um and a lot more focused in 200s this year, I want to get my 200 meter PB down and just be more consistent. Lower, just be way more consistent in the four. Run a lot more 44 lows and yeah, get down to the 43s. If you're, if you're fit and healthy, will you do the indoor season in the sort of spring and well, uh, winter, spring? That's not in the plans, but the plan, I think, for me as of right now, uh, world relays, diamond oh, leagues, okay. and. Nice. Olympics, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Well, Matt, we wish you all the very best in all your running. Thanks so much for, for making the time to come on the Runs World Podcast you. and chatting to us. Thanks and, for having um, me. When I, when I break 60 seconds, I'll let you know, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Message me straight on Instagram. Me and Rick will go head to head. I'll apply the strength. You can do the speed and we'll see who wins. <laughs> and I'll just oh, stand so by the side with neither. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what... I can see it as well. <laughs> all right, yeah, 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 cool. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So that brings to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. Huge thanks to our special guest, Matt Hudson-Smith, and to you, of course, for listening. You can subscribe to three issues of Runners World for just £5. Head to runnersworld.com slash UK slash podcast offer to get this exclusiveness and offer. Subscribe to this podcast. I'm sure you are already because you're listening, but if you haven't, do it. And uh, you'll hear from us again next week. Small details are big surfaces. 
tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.